what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? How shocked are you that I'm actually posting podcasts once a week? Probably you're not as shocked as I am. Hope you guys had a good week and thanks for tuning back in. I have some follow-up notes um, from last week's episode. I think that's a theme in my life, having follow-up notes for things. (laughs) But I have some follow-up notes from last week's episode. Um, A lot of people got back to me about my comments about hat people and being a hat person or not being a hat person, which was fascinating to me. And specifically, like, how I'm not a hat person. It's not that I don't want to be a hat person. I really do. I just don't look cute in them. And I feel like every time I wear one, which TBH is, like, twice a year, um, that's how bad it is. But I feel like people are like, wow, that girl is trying out hats today. (laughs) Trying out a new look. She's trying out a hat. Um... And I feel the need, like, it just, like, burbles up. And I feel the need to tell everyone that I'm me, that I encounter that day, that, like, yeah, I know I'm wearing a hat, just, like, giving it a whirl today. (laughs) Just, like, in the middle of our conversations because it's just so obvious that I'm wearing a hat and it's just so uncomfortable. I don't know. Does anyone relate to this? I feel like this is so normal. Um... But maybe it's not. I guess that's what people were saying to me this week, that it's not normal that I feel this crazy about them. And I wish I was natural and comfortable wearing hats. I'm just not. So um, I had an interesting week this week, moving on from the hats. Um, Spending two minutes talking about hats, like (laughs) maybe not the best intro to this episode, especially if you're new here. (laughs) Welcome. One of the most embarrassing things happened to me in a really long time and embarrassing things happen to me often and this was definitely like one of those like top 10 things um top 10 things probably in my whole entire life I full-on like shrieked and I was blushing and like sweating and I couldn't remember the last time that I actually like blushed maybe it was in high school um I kind of missed that um anyways to the story So this week on Monday, I started a new skincare regimen Um, and people are like, probably like, I'm out. (laughs) This podcast is not for me, but bear with me, okay? Um, On Monday, started a new skincare regimen. I added three serums to my daily and nightly routine. Um, So I put on these serums in the a.m. and in the p.m. of each day because this is life at 26. (laughs) So I have three. I put two of them on in the morning um, and then I put all like all three of them on in the evening. And this is in addition to washing my face. So I wash my face. I do these fucking serums and then I put three creams on. This is life at 26. So anyways, it's fucking exhausting. I don't know how like cute put together girls do this all the time. I, I'm trying to aim for like five out of seven days per week. Um, but it's honestly exhausting. Like it's absolutely exhausting. My skin does look better though, I have to admit. But it's, it's really tiring. Anyways, 
why I put two on in the morning and three on at night is a key cog in this story's wheel. Um, one is bright orangey red, like very bright red. Um, if you don't like dilute it with something, it actually like like stains your skin. I don't know if it's like permanently stains your skin or like temporarily, but it's insane. So if I put on a little bit before bed, it's like dissipated into my skin by the time I've woken up. Um, and like I wash my face and stuff like that. So it's all good. Anyways, I just started this on Monday and on Thursday night, I had a hankering for fast food. You know, one of those nights and it just like doesn't go away. So you just kind of give in. I ran out of my house to go get something to eat. <laughs> you probably know where this story is going. Um <laughs> I run out of my house, I get to the counter, I order, and it's close to midnight, so I'm just, like, chatting with the cashier. Um, it's pretty dead in the restaurant, so we're just, like, shooting the breeze and chatting it up, and, like, suddenly I, like, gasp and kind of, like, shriek because I realize my face is fluorescent orange, like Cheetos, like that dummy Donald Trump where he like forgets to bronze his eye sockets and like around his mouth so it's just like flaming orange skin with like white rings around your eyes and your mouth and obviously the people I am talking to don't know who I am or what I usually look like or why I just fucking shriek but yeah it was so embarrassing I I full-on went red they were like, I just thought that it was like self-tanner or that that was just the natural color of skin or like the look you were going for. And I was like, no, folks, clearly this is not the look I am going for. Um, it was so embarrassing. And I had talked to like five previous people before that or seen five previ previous people before that. I really want you to look it up so you can get a visual visual of what I looked like. Um, it's 100% organic because like, duh, um, virgin sea buckthorn fruit oil, um, say that 10 times fast, um, which sounds pretty crazy actually. Um, and I even feel kind of weird saying it out loud. Like I put 100% virgin sea buckthorn fruit oil on my face. <laughs> Who is this person? But I was wearing like the baggiest of gray suits my hair was in the greasiest top bun anyone has ever seen in their life and the lady was like oh like while you're waiting for your items you could just pop into the bathroom and wash it off and I was like no way bish these are expensive oils and I just grabbed my meal and left walked out full Donald Trump um like disgustingness I know that I talk about random things on this podcast, but please Google Google it so you can get a visual of what I looked like and laugh along with me or at me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just like reliving reliving it and it's kind of horrifying. But one more one more time for the people in the back. It's 100% organic virgin sea buckthorn fruit oil. I don't know what that is. Is it fruit that grows by the sea? I don't know what buckthorn is. Um, and yes, I put it on my face every night. But look it up. And as always, we'll try to give you an update in a few months about how, 
how my serum regimen is going. And like, I think that this is a bit like a new bit for me because I always say I'll give you an update and then I never remember or write down or care about which update I'm going to provide you guys. So I don't know. I think this is a funny bit. (laughs) Yay or nay. I think it's funny, but maybe it's just me. So moving on um, from that embarrassing story, I want to provide you a quick Bachelor Season 23 Episode 2 update. I thought this episode was like an absolute snooze. I talked with my friends over most of the episode because we're doing like our little weekly watch parties and I had to read like a thousand recaps just to figure out what happened because I guess I was either on my phone or like talking to my friends. The episode like starts with Colton vlogging (laughs) and I found it so funny and simultaneously so boring um I do like that the producers are trying to do something new and integrate some of um like the cool social media trends like YouTube vlogging on Instagram stories like those type of things into the episode but it's just like don't start this trend with Colton he's such a like snooze fest and this could be really like funny and fun if you had someone like Becca Kufrin or Caitlin Bristow doing them note that I'm mentioning all women because they're way funnier than the guys but like don't start this with Colton Underwood anyways I thought that was so funny And I had to like randomly tweet it even though I watched on a Tuesday and no one gave a fuck about about the episode at that time. I just like I was that compelled to tweet because of this like vlog that Colton opened up the episode with. Anyways, um, Megan Mullally, Nick Offerman and Billy Eichner were on this episode, which are big catches for The Bachelor. And one of my favorite things about watching The Bachelor, these little gems in the middle of each season is when um the contestants on the show have to pretend they know who like the special guest is and it's just so funny like I I don't think many people knew who Megan Nick or Billy were they're just like we love like Will and Grace and stuff like that and it's just so funny and usually it's just like some obscure country music singer because the audience is like middle America (laughs) but it's like oh my god who's that oh my gosh it's Ben Taylor he had like the hit song of the summer I can't believe he's playing like a concert just for us and it's like can you though like he's a nobody I don't even know who Ben Taylor is I just kind of made that up I think it was someone but like again the most generic thing I've ever heard The grossest part of this episode were definitely the girls talking about the olds on the season. And I say that like as a it's a joke, people, (laughs) because um, the people that they're referring to are between the ages of 27 and 31, which is ageism at its absolute worst. For some reason, I was going to say absolute finest. I think that's like the same. (laughs) But I mean, absolute worst. The Hannah date was one of the most painful things I've ever had to watch. And I don't know if that's because it was like excruciatingly boring or painful or awkward 
or that it was just kind of like real life for me sometimes and maybe that's like I feel like sometimes the toughest things to watch are the things that are like the most real life so I am glad that they showed some of these things and they didn't put like filler music on and um things to distract you from how like awkward it was I I do like that they kept it pretty real but it was just so painful for those of you who didn't watch it was a girl who just like absolutely clammed up and couldn't speak to Colton Uh, he asked her to do a toast um, for their date and like usually people just are like here's a toast to a fun first date and a fun journey ahead or like um cheers to us as we like experience this once in a lifetime date in fucking Arizona or wherever they were so like I just came up with those two things and like yes they weren't groundbreaking but that's kind of like all you need to say like kind of a generic platitude um that applies to what's going on and she just like physically couldn't and it was it was painful to watch I was kind of having flashbacks to when I was in high school and I liked this guy so much and I could not like physically talk to him like I think that he thought that I couldn't talk that I was mute because I literally I like actually couldn't speak in front of him and I felt like that's how she felt that there was just a lot riding on the date and that she didn't want to say anything unless it was something like perfect or eloquent or smart or funny or whatever and I was like oh my god this is me in high school when I was trying to talk to this guy who like was like out of town all the time and um I only saw him like a few times but we would text all the time and like Anyways, when we did get together, I like literally physically couldn't talk and I feel like I'm saying way too much information or like showing my cards too much, but I like how this is like literally something that was probably like 10 or 11 years ago and I'm like embarrassed by it. Anyways, it was just, it was very hard to watch. I guess the other highlight or low light, depending on who you are, um, was the Demi situation with the robe and her group date kiss with Colton. And it just seemed so overdone and so contrived. And it seemed like she just took a page out of Corinne's playbook and like doesn't care about Colton and just is kind of putting on a show and it just doesn't seem interesting anymore like I don't care that she's doing these things and I was fascinated when it was Corinne and um, she has every right to do whatever she damn well pleases on the show but it just doesn't seem interesting anymore it just seems really overplayed and it just seems super contrived Um, I'm kind of tired of the bachelor showing things that are just season after season the exact same thing I think I talked about this in the last episode but it's like how many times can I see like girls being mad at other girls for cutting in um and interrupting their time with the bachelor or anything like that like it's just like there's way more interesting conversations that are happening I really believe that so please show us those Um, or just more 
like getting to know the girls and their friendships and their relationships with the bachelor not this like petty petty drama which surprise surprise I'm not actually very interested in it just seems so overplayed and like it's season 23 and it's like a tale as old as time <laughs> Ugh, that was ugh, I might edit that out anyways Another Bachelor tidbit, because I did say this was going to be a quick update, and of course I'm like rambling, but I've started to listen to some of the episodes of The Vial Files, which is Nick Vial's new podcast. Um, For those of you who don't know, he was The Bachelor on season 21, um, and he was also a contestant on Bachelorette, the seasons with Andy and Caitlin, and I just feel very alone in saying this, but I weirdly like him. Um, and no one else in my life does but me. Um, so I feel like I'm on an island. Anyways, the first episode he talks like to a girl, I forget who. He shares some really juicy things about what went like what went down on Caitlyn's season, how much they talked about before this talked to each other before the season, how much they vibed before. Like I didn't know how much it seemed they were like expressing interest in each other um how many times she like broke the rules to like call him and see him which was very interesting to me and maybe one of the reasons why the bachelor um kind of soured on her for a little bit um because maybe she broke some of the the rules but it was just very interesting and if you have watched um the last couple seasons and are interested in the Nick Vial like story arc um I really highly recommend checking out his podcast anyways I was telling one of my friends that I listened to his podcast and she literally she said to me she was like I am disturbed (laughs) and she was like I liken you to like a flat earther (laughs) like trying to like proposition or like I don't know like just talk about me liking Nick Vial all the time and I guess that's what people that believe the the earth is flat think or do I don't know I've never laughed so hard in my life I, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life I don't know I just found it really interesting and here's the thing I don't agree with everything he says at all um and some of the shit that he's done in the past specifically with calling out Andy on her finale was fucked up like I won't deny that at all. Is there anyone that you ever agree with 100%? Um, I'm not sure. But anyways, I've listened to a lot of interviews with him and a lot of people that I respect um, and have views that are similar to mine. The girls of Here to Make Friends, their podcast, and Charlene Joint. She's a Canadian. She was on Juan Pablo season. Um, She has a blog called All the Pretty Pandas. Like all of those girls like him. And I feel like if someone that I respect so much um, are actual friends with him, that maybe the real Nick is a good guy. And maybe some of the shit that he did that was shady or kind of like bad um, or really bad, not kind of bad, really bad, um, was for TV or were like egged on on by producers or – just kind of like when they get stuck in that bachelor bubble are just kind of on like a one-track mind do something that they regret and I just really liked the inside scoop and I really wish that Caitlin would like reply or make like a rebuttal podcast 
or like fact check the things that he's saying because I think it's so interesting. I don't think she ever will, but I would be so down for that content. She's clearly way too busy with Jason Tardick. <laughs> like they were out this weekend again. And I'm so here for this couple. I really hope it's real. It kind of seems fake because they're just posting about it all the time. Um, but I think that they're so, so, so cute. And looks like they have so much fun. And um, I'm just really here for it. There's my little Bachelor um, update. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about that I'm kind of annoyed about is is about this podcast and about The Bachelor and the type of music I listen to and other things I, I like, like celebrity gossip and all of those type of things. I used to be really embarrassed about like the type of things that I was interested in, like all the shit that I talk about on this podcast. Um, and sometimes I still get embarrassed, TBH, like especially because I talk about it on the podcast so in-depthly um, where if we're friends or whatever maybe I don't talk to you about it and you like don't know that I like Justin Bieber and like Twilight or <laughs> whatever throwback <laughs> but um, and I feel like the people that know me IRL are like okay you talk about this shit all the time like everyone knows but I feel like that might even just be like a recent thing because and again people are like no it's not <laughs> but I don't know I used to be so embarrassed to be like I like top 40 music and I don't like like fucking a lot of like the indie shit that I'm like not cool enough to listen to and stuff like that um I always think like are people gonna think I'm dumb because I use abbreviations and talk about The Bachelor and listen to like One Direction and stuff like that and I'm mostly over that but sometimes I'm not and I hate when people think they're like better than pop culture <laughs> um, and better than I don't know things that I'm interested in um, because it's not like fucking fine art or like I don't know I can't even think of anything like smart like astronomy I don't know <laughs> I don't know. That's the only example I could think of. Anyways, I am sometimes embarrassed by it. Sometimes I'm like, get over yourself. It's totally fine. So it comes in waves. It ebbs and flows. And I feel like pop culture says a lot about the current times that we live in. And if you can watch it with a keen eye and make sense of some of the bullshit messages that they um, give um and you become literate in the media that you consume I think that it's totally fine and I need to keep telling myself that and kind of reduce some of the shame um that I have for liking things that are kind of superficial I guess I feel like even the way that I talk about things is like inherently judgmental about the things I like um and I'm gonna read you one of my favorite quotes it's a quote from Harry Styles, which I think is really fitting to have the first, the very first quote on Ready to Be Petty to be from Harry Styles. Um, and it's about this topic that I'm talking about, liking pop culture and stuff like that. So in Rolling Stone, in a Rolling Stone article, Harry says, <clears throat> I'm not going to do it in a British accent. I was going to attempt it, but like I, I, I can't. I would have zero listeners if I did that. Anyways, he says, who's to say that young girls like pop music, who like pop music, short for popular, right? 
have worse musical taste than a 30-year-old hipster guy. That's not up for that's not up to you to say. Music is something that's always changing. There's no goalposts. Young girls like the Beatles. You you're going to tell me they're not serious? How can you say young girls don't get it? They are our future. Our future doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents. They kind of keep the world going. Teenage girls, fans, they don't lie. If they like you, they're there. They don't act too cool. They like you and they tell you, which is sick. Which first off, swoon. That's so amazing coming from Harry Styles and that makes me love him anymore. But it's totally true. I like that he said that he likes girls that don't act too cool because I think that that's such a trend nowadays, which like sometimes it's fun to be like that, to not give any Fs and stuff like that. But it's also cool to just be authentic. And if you're excited about something, just be excited about it. I want to be loud and proud that I'm like a Bachelor fan and stuff like that. Like He's talking about teenage girls, right? And I'm 26. I get that. I'm not a teenage girl. Anyway, I like that he likes when people don't act too cool and like freak out or act however they want to about things that they like. And I'm really vibing with that because I think um, we as a society try to act way too cool all of the time. And like I said, sometimes that's fun and edgy and cute and is a mood, but sometimes it's not. And someone once told me um, that I was the most animated when I was talking about The Bachelor. So why shouldn't I do that more? There's another way that sometimes people can act too cool. And that's when they're talking about like what they're doing with their life or how they're doing in general. And some of my life circumstances right now have me moving on to different paths. So a lot of people are asking me what I'm doing with my life and what's my next move, etc. And so maybe that's why this topic is so prevalent for me. And it makes me feel like I'm just like a recent grad again. It's hashtag 2014 and I'm really nervous about graduating and finding a job. And it's been really scary slash awkward slash vulnerable to say that I'm not sure what I'm doing. And I feel like I could have really easily each time someone asks me say something different than that. But I've made a promise to myself that I'll just say that I'm not sure and that's okay and that it'll work out, but it's difficult right now. I've mentioned really briefly before, but I work with undergraduate students, some of which are graduating this year and they all seem so unsure. Um, So I really empathize with them and that's why this kind of topic is fresh in my mind. What I really mean is like if someone asks you what's up instead of being like these examples probably only apply to my life but you'll get the gist like oh this company blank is pursuing me or it'll be easy to get a job here or I'll for sure get into school or whatever maybe you will maybe that's the truth and that's great and you can share that but if it's not you can simply say something like This didn't work out as I had hoped. This isn't going as planned. It's taking a little longer for me to get into school as I would have hoped or whatever it is. And maybe this just applies to me 
or people around my age. But I know the person on the other end of the question will have a huge sigh of relief and find comfort in your honesty if you're just going to tell the truth. So my homework for you guys this week, because I know I know you can do it and you know that I love giving a little bit of homework. <laughs> if someone asks what you're doing, how you're doing, or whatever, take that risk, take down that front, and tell the truth. I think a lot more good will come of it. And maybe um, we as the older group um, can give comfort to people who have those scary feelings in transitional periods of their life. And that's just a little thought that I had about like having chill, chill girls, um, not liking pop culture, like playing down your love for Justin Bieber, Riverdale or whatever it is, just because it's not cool. Moving on, enough serious stuff. I would like to bring you a brand new segment for the pod and it's going to be called Petty Story of the Week. Um, And I know, (laughs) I know I'm acting like this is groundbreaking, like a brand new concept that no one else has done before, but here it is. So I'm going to tell you a story um, that I have had, like an experience I've had where I've done something petty and um, I'll share something new each week. If you needed an explanation of what petty story of the week was, there it is. As you probably know, I've been recording the pod since Halloween of 2018, so almost three months. Woohoo! And last week, I finally posted on Facebook that I'm hosting a podcast. And I was so nervous. Like, I waited three months because (laughs) I was just really scared. Um, I've posted a little bit on my own Instagram and my own Twitter. But I thought that I would get the most engagement on Facebook because that's where... Like I have the most people and I know that Facebook is kind of like a dying fossil or whatever, but I just thought that that's where I would get the most engagement and like I don't have everyone on Instagram or Twitter. So anyways, long story short, I thought people would be interested and would like like my post and follow the the pod. So I finally like worked up the nerve after three months to post a link to my page Um, And it was just like, hey, I've got a podcast. Listen to me talk about shit slash talk shit. Like, please check this out. And you guys, it was brutal. 42 minutes had passed. No likes. Nary a like. No likes were given. 42 fucking minutes of me sweating. Pacing down the hallway. Checking and refreshing every two minutes, sweating, upper lip, armpit, forehead, the works. Eventually, after 42 minutes, I text my boyfriend and he fucking pity likes it. This was over a week ago. It's garnered 22 likes. 22 measly likes. So I'm like, get, I get it. Message received, loud and clear, no one cares. So tonight, it's Sunday. I was enjoying a chill day. I picked up some takeout. I headed to like a beautiful viewpoint to enjoy a sunset, listen to some music, eat my dinner, get ready for Monday. 
and I take a picture of the sunset and like the picture was good. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. Um, I think I had taken it a little too late into the sunset time lapse, but anyways, it was good. Like obviously nothing beats like the real life thing, but um, I posted it to Facebook with a cute little anecdote about Victoria where I live as a test, to be honest. It was a fucking test. If there was ever a time where you were like, wow, Tori seems really chill and normal and cool. Well, you're in for a treat. There is a reason why this podcast is called Ready to be Petty. Um, So I posted this sunset photo as a trap and immediately, like immediately, got 36 likes. Like people were coming out of the woodwork to like this post. People I hadn't talked to in years. And TBH, all of this was a test. That you guys failed. Clearly no one wants to support my podcasting endeavors. Obviously, I'm just kidding. So many people have reached out to me and let me know that they have been listening and following along and enjoying the pod. And I appreciate that so much. I thought this was funny. And I keep telling myself it's because pictures get more likes than links do. Uh, <laughs> but I am very grateful for those of you Um, who listen and like and follow along with me. You'll never know how grateful I truly am. Anyways, I thought this was a cheeky story to share (laughs) to just show how petty I really am. And there you have it. We are at the end of our first petty story of the week. Do you guys have a cute name for this segment? I couldn't think of one for like the two minutes that I tried to brainstorm one. Um, because you guys, I can't do all the heavy lifting around here. I'm hella tired. <laughs> Soup's tie. So hit me up if you think you have a cute name for this segment. And how fun would that be if you were like a little contributor on the pod? Anyways, it's been a pleasure as always. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have an amazing week ahead. I am setting that intention for you right now. You can listen to me on Ready to be Petty each week on iTunes, podcasts, YouTube, and Podbean. Uh, You can follow along on social media, on Facebook, (coughs) Twitter, Instagram, at RTBP Podcast. Liking, commenting, subscribing, and leaving a five-star rating on iTunes helps the pod find new listeners, and I really, really do appreciate your support. I really do. As always, I'm Tori, and I'm ready to be petty.